This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, September 2nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downley. Here's today's headlines. Tentative deal on ethanol exports. USDA setting on cash, but is that enough? China keeps the pace. Brazil tentatively agrees to quota extension for U.S. ethanol. After weeks of talks, Brazilian and U.S. negotiators have a tentative deal to extend Brazil's tariff rate quota for U.S. ethanol by 90 days to give both countries more time to hammer out a more permanent agreement on trade. Brazil's tariff rate quota that allows 198 million gallons of U.S. ethanol to enter duty-free every year expired August 31st as negotiators continue to haggle. As of last night, the two countries had preliminarily agreed to a short-term fix, but the deal wasn't yet in writing, government and industry sources both told AgriPulse. Brazilian sugarcane farmers are demanding the removal of the TRQ, and U.S. farm groups and lawmakers are demanding that Brazil scrap its 20% tariff on U.S. ethanol, doing away with the need for the TRQ. USDA releasing new farm income forecast. We'll get a new read today on how farmers are coping this year amid the COVID-19 crisis when USDA releases its updated farm income forecast. Back in February, ahead of the pandemic-related market disruptions, USDA projected net cash farm income would fall 9% this year. Now take note, the latest monthly Purdue University CME Group Ag Economy Barometer indicates that farmer sentiment improved sharply in August. The survey results likely reflect recent improvements in commodity prices and expectations of strong crop yields this fall. Economist, USDA has money but needs authority. USDA has enough money on hand to start making a second round of payments of the coronavirus food assistance program, according to John Newton, chief economist for the American Farm Bureau Federation. But farmers still need Congress to act to expand USDA's legal authority for distributing aid, he said. USDA has $14 billion to spend from the CARES Act that passed in March. Plus, the department hasn't spent all of the $16 billion budgeted for the first round of CFAP payments. As of this week, CFAP 1 payments totaled just over $9.4 billion. The deadline to sign up for the first round of CFAP is September 11. Expectations were that it was going to be between 16 and 19 billion dollars, and with only 9.4 billion going out the door with only two weeks left, I expect they'll have some additional money, Newton said. He said lawmakers, though, need to pass some kind of new aid package for ag because some producers still aren't eligible for assistance. They include poultry growers who, in some cases, have seen the number of flocks they receive reduced because of coronavirus. He said in some cases it's resulted in a 20% decline in revenue. USDA also has said it lacks legal authority to make payments to ethanol producers. China buys more U.S. corn. China continues to prove that its strong demand for corn to feed the country's growing pork and chicken production. The USDA announced yesterday another 596,000 metric ton sale of U.S. corn to China, mirroring a purchased exactly the same amount that was announced Monday. 
The sales follow closely behind a Chinese purchase of 747,000 tons of U.S. corn last Thursday. Trump targets Minnesota, adding to Peterson challenge. As if House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson didn't have enough of a challenge winning re-election, the Trump campaign declared yesterday that it's all in in trying to win Peterson's home state for the president. Trump campaign manager Bill Steppen told reporters yesterday he believes Democrats must go four out of four winning Minnesota, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan, and he doesn't think they can do it. Now keep in mind, Trump carried Peterson's western Minnesota district by 31 points in 2016, and Republicans are counting on flipping Peterson's seat with Trump on the ballot again. The last time a Republican won Minnesota in a presidential election was 1972. Now, for an in-depth look at Peterson's re-election race, check out this week's AgriPulse newsletter. We also look at some progress the Trump administration is making in overhauling the federal regulatory process for agriculture biotechnology. Monsanto looks to reverse Roundup decision. Monsanto was seeking relief from a California Court of Appeals ruling that upheld the decision against the company in the first Roundup case that went to trial. In a petition to the state Supreme Court, the Bayer-owned company continues to argue that federal law, specifically the Federal Insecticide, Fungicide, and Rodenticide Act, preempts the decisions below. The jury's verdict that Monsanto was required to provide cancer warning imposes a requirement on Monsanto that contradicts the long-standing conclusion of EPA that no such warning is required, the petition says. The case involves Dwayne Johnson, who was initially awarded $289 million by a jury only to see that award gradually shrink to $20.5 million as reduced by the Court of Appeal, even as it mostly upheld the verdict. New Assessments Interim Decisions on Pesticides EPA is releasing a slew of documents today related to pesticide registrations, including 14 draft risk assessments on human health and or ecological risks as well as nearly two dozen proposed interim registration review decisions. The proposed interim decisions include some popular chemicals, including metrolachlor, S-metrolachlor, which is used on a variety of crops, propanil, and triclopyr. You can see today's Federal Register for more information. Here's today's He Said It. We've done multiple deals before, we can do multiple deals again. That Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin insisting to House members yesterday that the Trump administration is ready to pass another coronavirus relief package. The talks have been at an impasse in part because of differences between congressional Democrats and the White House over how much additional money to provide to state and local governments. There are tremendous areas of agreement, Mnuchin said. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, September 2nd, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.